0: This is the Sports Psychology Podcast with Michael Seeley. The topic this week is fear and how it manifests in various sports. So my inspiration for this week's podcast was from the rock climber Alex Honnold. If you have not seen the movie Free Solo, uh, it is a nail-biter. It is a pretty amazing movie, and it's about the free climb or the free solo climb of El Capitan in Yosemite National Park. And so this guy, Alex Honnold, climbs the entire rock face 3,000 feet without any rope, just does it. Pretty amazing. And it got me thinking about fear and an experience that I had many years ago when I was doing a little bit of rock climbing, getting into it, enjoying it, going to some climbing gyms. And there was a local rock where I lived at the time in Berkeley, California, called Indian Rock. And a lot of climbers practice their climbing there. You can see a lot of chalk marks on the wall. And I remember one day going there and just practicing on the side of the wall. And I saw this young kid, probably about 12 years old, middle school kid, in uh, basketball shoes and street clothes. And he just scurried up the face of this rock all the way to the top. So I thought to myself, hmm, seems pretty easy. Let me go for it. I've been climbing a little bit. I thought, uh, you know, I could I could handle it. And so I get about halfway up, and I realize I don't know where to go. I don't know if I should go sideways, if I should go down. I couldn't find any more holds to hold on to, and I freaked out. And I had probably the closest thing that I could imagine to a panic attack in my life. I had never experienced that before, and I started shaking And I got very, very scared. And I was high enough up that if I would have fallen, I would have gotten really hurt, maybe even died. And fortunately, below me, there were some experienced climbers who noticed my predicament. And they started giving me some advice, calming me down, telling me what to do, guiding me. And it took me a little bit of time to calm myself, And with their coaching, I was able to get to the top of this rock. Fortunately, obviously, (laughs) I'm here right now. But at the time, uh, it was the closest, honestly, that I felt to death. That this was a moment where I had to rise to the occasion and handle things. And it was a life or death kind of situation in a sport, actually. So it got me thinking about today's topic of fear And if we think about our brains as a computer, like a 200,000-year-old computer, and I say that number because our brain is basically evolved to be a hunter-gatherer animal, responding to fear in a way that keeps us alive. So the brain is not meant to make you thrive. It is meant to make you survive so that fear in the modern world manifests in strange ways because life, generally speaking, is a lot safer than it was 200,000 years ago. You're not going to get eaten by a tiger. You're not going to get ambushed by another tribe that's going to kill you. These things are probably not going to happen. So I say this because if you think about fear as not something that is personal, that's your fault. Thinking about fear more as a primal response mechanism to a stimulus, really making it that basic and that simple. So don't take the fear personally. Understand that it's your brain trying to protect you, but you're in the modern world and it may overprotect you. You may have an overreaction to a stimulus and especially in sports. So let's apply this to sports. Got me thinking on my own experience of climbing this rock in Berkeley, California, and how I responded, one of the most dangerous sports in the world, free solo rock climbing. On the list of most dangerous sports in the world, and some of my Google research here, being careful what I research, I've found from a number of sources that base jumping is the most dangerous sport in the world based on fatalities, and it is one of these sports, if you don't know what it is, it is people jumping off of stationary objects, not from airplanes, with a parachute. So I would imagine that you thinking about jumping off of a cliff or a bridge or a skyscraper with a parachute probably doesn't interest you, and I would say that's good. (laughs) But that said, even the most dangerous sport in the world uh, has had... According to my research here, this could be a little bit off, 362 fatalities since 1981 when base jumping officially sort of began. So that means in 40-something years, there's been 362 fatalities. Now, I don't know how many people have jumped, but let's say 10,000, probably more than that. But let's just play it safe and put it on the 10,000 side. That means you have a 3% chance of dying by base jumping statistically. That's pretty high. You probably don't want to do it. Maybe you're into this. I don't know. More power to you if you like doing it. But it's not something that I would do. So what I want to talk about is how you can handle fear in your sport. Okay, any sport. Athletes, this is one of the most common problems, is fear in sports, typically fear of failure. And the more dangerous sports, say like uh, motorcycle racing or like I mentioned, base jumping, the fear of dying is real. It's, it's more of a likelihood, still very, very low, but still more of a likelihood than, say, bowling or baseball, right? But generally, fear will manifest in sports as fear of failure, So fear of failure, let's break that down on a primal level and why it is such a trigger for athletes. Fear of failure essentially goes back again to our hunter-gatherer roots. If you fail in a group of people or a group of people witnessing you back then, way back when, you may have been kicked out of the tribe. Okay, you failed three times in a row to kill this antelope. Sorry, you're not a good hunter. We're going to exile you. Now, I don't know if that happened or not, but I'm guessing maybe it did. So maybe it's hardwired into us that fear of failure in any sense, especially in a group of people, is pretty bad. You don't want to do it, but we're in the modern world. And if you think about it, look, if you had a teammate and they failed to deliver, would you exile them? Would you judge them and hate them and think that they're a total loser of a person? Probably not, right? Because you're not a caveman. You're an evolved person, right? So it can be helpful to think about fear of failure in sports, first of all, again, as a primal mechanism, defense mechanism. So it's not your fault. You're kind of wired this way to have more extreme reactions to fear of failure. And if you flip it, like asking yourself, would I kick somebody else out of the tribe of my team? Would I exile them away from my team, hate them, think less of them as a person? Of course not. So very, very likely that your group of friends, your team are not going to hate you if you fail in a sport, right? It's just a game. So these are the things that you can tell yourself if you're ruminating on fear of failure and making it out to be a really, really big deal. Now, I also have a great technique that can help you get your head straight before a competition. And here's what you can do. You can take out a piece of paper and literally just brainstorm write down everything that you're afraid of happening, every failure that you can imagine happening in your sport. Now, you might ask yourself, why would I do that? I don't want to reinforce that. No, these things are going to pop up in your mind anyway. So you're not going to reinforce them. So what you do is you write down on a sheet of paper in the left-hand column, break it down into two columns, left-hand column, write down everything that you're afraid of. Say you're playing baseball, uh, striking out, um, maybe even getting hit by a pitch. So there's some danger involved in there. Uh, Maybe getting thrown out at first base, whatever it might be. You make this list of things that could go wrong in this left-hand column, and in the right-hand column, you write down the percentage chance of these things happening. Now, you got to be careful with this because emotions are going to amplify the percentage. What you want to do is get yourself in a calm state and think about, all right, honestly, realistically, what are the chances of me striking out? What are the chances of me getting hit by a pitch? these kinds of things. Write down the percentage chance, and depending on your sport, it's going to be higher or lower. Now your next step, if you make another column on the right, is you want to flip it. What I mean by this is you take the percentage chance of something going wrong, let's say it's 10%, and you want to flip it and say, oh, well, there's a 90% chance that I'm not going to get hit by a pitch. And you're going to get an idea that your odds of being successful in your endeavors and your upcoming event in your sport are really quite high. In fact, if someone were to be betting money on you, they would be wise to bet money on you being successful. So maybe even already you're having a bit of a mindset shift going on here. This is step one, is you want to get this on paper and you want to get it logically grounded in your mind first. Now, your emotions aren't really going to believe it right away. That'll come later. But the first step is having it cognitively aligned in your brain that your odds at success are quite high. And like I said, if you were a betting person, you would bet money on yourself. That would be wise. And then think of an acronym. This is an acronym you may have heard before. It's spelled F-E-A-R, fear. It can stand for forget everything and run or it can stand for face everything and rise kind of fight mode so flight versus fight so after looking at this sheet of paper that's when you want to kind of puff up your chest and actually embody a posture of victory of i'm ready to fight the odds are in my favor so much that i'm ready to face everything and rise that's what i do Now you can take this a step further and get out another sheet of paper and write down the percentage chance of everything going right in your game or match or upcoming athletic event. So for example, in baseball, you could say, I want to get a base hit. Home run might be a lower percentage chance, but put that on there anyway. Everything that could go right. If it's more of a endurance event, it could be getting a particular time in your event. But whatever your sport, write down everything that could go right in your sport. Write down the percentage chance of it actually going right. Now, again, be careful here with your emotions because you're coming from a typical practice place like most of us do of self-criticism, maybe downplaying things, thinking negatively. Again, this is a very natural human brain thing to do. So check your emotions. Try to think really logically what's the percentage chance, say, for example, of getting a base hit. Now, you want to be basing this off of your potential. So if you have some stats to look at, look at your best batting average Or, say, if you're a triathlete, look at your best time for a swim or a run or a bike and base it off of that. Give yourself credit for your past history of successes, and then use that percentage likelihood of something going right. Now, you have these two opposing pieces of paper now. One is more on the negative thinking side, and the other is more on this F-E-A-R, face everything and rise Side. So what this does is, again, it cognitively grounds you in logic and reality. Yes, negative things could happen. What's the chance? And yes, great things could happen. What are the chances? Look at this before your event, or I would say look at it numerous times before your event. When you get closer to your event, look much more at the positive side. Face everything and rise Now, you're not avoiding the fact that you could have a quote-unquote failure, but you're focusing intentionally more on that face-everything-and-rise sheet of paper. And while you're you're looking at this sheet of paper, face-everything-and-rise, what's really important here is to embody a posture of victory, a posture of power and potential. So even as you're listening to this, Try to shift your body into a powerful, resourceful state. Imagine a past success you had and how how great it felt and enact that posture. Typically, that posture is going to be shoulders back, chest out, breathing deeply, head up, chin up. That is the kind of posture that's going to align with these thoughts so that on race day, on event day, you can actually... Use this posture, your power posture, as a way to trigger your positive thinking. Try this power posture while you're looking at this sheet of positive things that could happen. And now you're in a more resourceful state. You can remind yourself of your chances of everything going right. You can take on that face everything and rise posture. Know that you're a warrior out there you're doing this to better yourself for sportsmanship for camaraderie all this great stuff and if you look at these sheets of paper enough before your competition you will be able to come into your event and be much more in control of your thinking of your posture and ultimately of your performance now it takes a while to practice this but if you keep doing it it's going to help So that is a couple tricks you can use. Now, remember, this is not actual advice. I'm not telling you what to do, right? This is a podcast. If you want to try this out, it could work for you. No guarantees, okay? So that's what's been on my mind lately, is just athletes' relationships with fear. And so if it helps to think about, first of all, that you're human, that you can forgive yourself for having a fear response, that's your brain trying to protect you. And if it helps to think about using your prefrontal cortex to rationally work through the fears, Put it on this piece of paper so it starts to make sense. That will give you permission to believe in yourself, to believe in your chances for success so that you can embody this posture of aggression and winning and getting out there and dominating your sport and having fun and being competitive and getting out there with your comrades and your teammates and your competitors and enjoying the game of sports. Okay, thanks so much for listening. This is the Sports Psychology Podcast with Michael Seeley. If you're interested, you can leave a comment. You can connect with me on social media. I'd love to hear from you on this topic of fear. It's just, there's so much to talk about here. I'd love to hear your opinions. If you're interested in coaching with me, I offer coaching programs. You can go to my website, michaelseley.com. Love to hear from you there as well. Thanks for listening. Tune in again next week. This is the Sports Psychology Podcast with Michael Seeley.